and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back on the air. Now give my friend Max a call and tell him what you're thinking. And now your host, Max McGuire. Welcome back. Second hour of the Conservative Daily Podcast. Just want to settle something. It, it, it happens a lot. It's fine. Um, the It's the Afghan people. The currency is called Afghani. So um, it's fine. I mean, I, I sometimes make the mistake too. But just to let everyone know, I'm not like a grammar Nazi or anything. It's the Afghan people, the Afghan government, and the currency is called Afghani. So when you call people Afghanis, that's like referring to Americans as dollars. <laughs> but uh, it's all good. It's all good. Just thought some people might be interested to know that. So I, I, I preface this. I, I kind of set this up. This is a clip that truly it's remarkable it's the the avoiding answer i mean we just watched two clips of the same exact question being asked to two different people and the biden administration officials just refusing to answer it trying to step around it trying to avoid it this is one reporter getting five, almost five minutes I think the press corps is starting to fold. I think the press corps is starting to abandon their, oh, we're going to prop up Joe Biden no matter what. They're going for blood this past week. And I want to play this clip. This is an Obama administration official trying to deflect a very simple question. And that is, how can Americans get to the airport? How are Americans get getting to the airport? He won't answer it. He spends five minutes trying to avoid answering it. Let's play cut 12A. Uh, on that point, uh, you said you have an agreement with them to let civilians pass checkpoints into the airport. We've heard from multiple Afghans. My colleagues are interviewing a family right now who were stopped at checkpoints by the Taliban and prevented from getting to the airport. This is not a singular case. Furthermore, President Biden yesterday said some of the Afghans who qualified for SIV status chose not to leave. When Jen Psaki just spoke, she said there was a contingent that did not take advantage and depart. That's a different thing. And what we've heard from Afghans on the ground is they didn't depart because they couldn't get to the airport. Is it my understanding that the U.S. is still not providing any transportation either to Americans or to SIVs trying to get to the airport to depart for the next place? I'll tell you what we are doing. We are doing everything we possibly can, we possibly can in a very fluid and dynamic and challenging security environment. I understand that. To, 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 to bring to safety... Things to bring to safety uh, as many people uh, who wish uh, to do so. Uh, there are broad categories of individuals that we're prioritizing. In the first instance, uh, we uh, repatriated uh, many of our embassy staff. Ned, that's uh, not my question. My question is, are you providing any kind of transportation for people who need to get to the airport? Are you considering a safe zone around the airport to make it easier for people to access these flights if they qualify? Uh, we are doing everything we can in a challenging and dynamic security environment. We are engaging uh, with the Taliban. We've heard these assurances of safe passage. Uh, again, their words are only worth uh, their words. We are going to be looking for follow through. Uh, we are but going to be not following through is what I'm telling you. We are, we are watching very closely, Christina. This is a fluid situation. Uh, I, as I, uh, my colleague mentioned, we notified the first uh, tranche of American citizens in uh, Afghanistan yesterday who had, uh, well, overnight, I should say, who had uh, expressed an interest uh, in being repatriated to the United States. 
those, uh, many of those individuals um, arrived uh, at the airport. Uh, many of them have been repatriated. U.S. military flights today. But two uh, of them are telling us right now they can't get to the airport and they've I, gone back home. I, so I, I can't. I can't. I can't is. speak to individual cases. Uh, what what I can speak to is what we are seeking to do. Uh, we are doing everything within our power uh, to affect a passage, uh, affect a corridor of safe passage uh, for civilians. Of course, that includes American citizens uh, who are seeking to make their way to HKIA uh, for repatriation, safe passage for other uh, civilians, uh, whether those are uh, Afghans who have been referred for P1, for P2, uh, for the SIB program, for our locally engaged uh, staff at the embassy. Uh, we are going to continue to do all we can. Uh, this is a dynamic, it's a fluid security environment. If we're, go if we're in a position to do more, I can guarantee you we will do as much as we can. Uh, the that's limiting not something you can do at the moment. At the moment, uh, at the moment, we are doing everything we can uh, to allow civilians to be able to transit uh, to the airport. Uh, the, our message remains for American citizens and for others who have expressed interest uh, in relocation out of Afghanistan. Shelter in place until and unless you receive a communication from the U.S. Embassy. Uh, as I said, uh, we notified the first tranche of American citizens overnight who had expressed interest uh, in being repatriated. In those messages, uh, we provide specific information about precisely where they should go on the airport compound, and it tells them precisely when to go. This is, again, a challenging security environment, so unless and until individuals are instructed by the U.S. Embassy uh, to make their way to the HKIA compound, we are asking them to remain in place. Right, but these are people who have been instructed and they can't get there. So what is your advice to the Americans who have been notified, they have the email from you, they have the instructions, they can't get there, they went back home, they're hiding in their apartments? We, we tell them in our, in our communications that their safety needs to be their top priority. Uh, if they feel that it is unsafe for them to make their way to the airport, they should not seek to do so. We will continue uh, to do all we can uh, to, um, uh, and we will continue to be in touch with them, uh, I should say, uh, to provide clear guidance uh, about when and how uh, they should make their way uh, to the airport compound. Andrea. So, a couple key takeaways. It's a very fluid situation. It's a very dynamic situation. I would I would love to play it again, but I can't play that again. It, it's you see what he's saying. Like this is the answer. This is the answer that actually is respectful, while simultaneously not making the administration look bad. She says, "Hey, we're hearing from two Americans who are stuck." Say, "Oh, I I haven't heard about their particular cases, but if you can give me their names, I will absolutely run it up the chain of command, and we'll make sure that they get out." Like that's a very easy answer. That's a very easy answer to that question. Instead, what you got there was almost five-minute jumbling word salad trying to throw out these, these technical terms like it's fluid, it's dynamic. It's <laughs> Listen, it, you can't blame it for being fluid when you guys literally turned on the hose. I mean, you can't claim that you were caught off guard when everyone was telling Biden to withdraw, withdraw, withdraw. But that, that was the answer. That was the answer to what do you say to the Americans who have been told to come to the airport but can't get there because the Taliban is in the way.
So let's break all of this down. And again, our number 888-441-1121. Love to take your calls on this. <clears throat> let's break it down. Hide in your home. That's that's what they what they are now telling people. But the soldiers will not come and get you. The soldiers are staying at the at the airport. So there will be no soldiers going to people's homes to get them, but still hiding your home. Eventually, it'll be up to you. They're saying your safety is paramount. So it'll be up to you to decide whether it's safe enough to go outside and go to the airport. The, uh, but the alternative is if they stay in their home indefinitely, they will die. They will either die from running out of food and water or, or they'll be found by the Taliban, right? So you just hide in place, shelter in place is not an answer if you never intend to go get them, right? So, oh, we're going to, so go to the, the airport when you feel safe. Here's the problem. We can't guarantee there will be a plane there for you. There's an undefined number of flights. We can't commit to as many flights as necessary. There's a, there's a set number. We just won't tell you what the set number is. We won't tell you when the last flight goes out. We won't commit to running flights after August 31st. So if you're stuck there on September 1st, we can't actually promise there will be a flight. And oh, when you get to the gate around the airport, we can't promise that we'll let you in because we've actually closed all those gates. We just showed a video of it. And oh, by the way, if you gather around the airport waiting to get in, we're in communication with the Taliban and the US military has actually requested that the Taliban clear the people from the gate. So if you do find a way to make it through all of the checkpoints, get past all of the fighters who are, are radicals and are just looking just looking to, to beat up Americans, if you get through all of them, you happen to make it to the gate of the airport, I'm sorry, we've told the Taliban to clear it. So there's a man who's going to come and beat people with sticks and they're just going to have to go back to your, your apartment. And don't worry, you can try again. But again, we can't promise that we'll have enough flights for you. We can't promise when the last flight will go out and we're not going to come get you. So that's basically it. Am I missing anything? Did I miss anything in that little breakdown? Because that's what's happening. That's the Biden administration's plan. And again, to say it, Joe Biden's very happy with this plan. If he could do it again the exact same way, he would. No regrets. He completely supports his decision to leave Afghanistan this way. Yeah, Carl says, I heard reports of Taliban are going door to door. Yeah, it's true. They have the same list. They've raided all the government buildings. So they have the lists of the conspirators. They burned the documents in the embassy, right? <clears throat> The, the, the smoke you saw going over Kabul, it wasn't them picking a pope. That was the embassy burning their documents. But the Afghan side has documents as well. So the Afghan military has documents of who did what. They have the addresses. So the Taliban sees those documents. They're going door to door. So when the American embassy, which isn't an embassy anymore, it's just uh, this Twitter account, this email account, when they tell you to hide in your home, but now the Taliban is going home to home. Can't commit. They can't commit to getting every American out. Apparently, they're not even going to try. I mean, the United States, we are the most powerful fighting force the world has ever seen. And I get it. At the end of the day, no amount of smart bombs is going gonna, is gonna to make up for a massive army, local army, right? <clears throat> we will always be outnumbered in Afghanistan. We're outnumbered there from day one, which is why so many of those of those uh, those attacks against American soldiers actually came from Afghan soldiers turning their weapons on Americans. Right? We're, we we don't have any friends there. We don't have any friends. Though I will say, as Trump mentioned in his interview last night with Hannity, there were no Americans killed in Afghanistan in the last year and a half of his presidency, partly because he told the Taliban leaders if it happened again, he was going to bomb their their ancestral villages. 
So it's entirely possible. Also, this is a really good, this is really interesting for Joe Biden, who claimed that you need an F-15 and nuclear weapon to topple your government. So why is it that the country of Afghanistan fell if a bunch of goat herders with rusty 50-year-old AK-47s were able to do it? Again, it doesn't really add up. In case you haven't known, Joe Biden's full of crap. The point being, the point being, yeah, the United States military cannot just launch another ground invasion, but it's absolutely possible for us to get Americans out. <clears throat> I don't care what it takes. I don't care how much money it costs. I don't care how much fuel it burns. I don't care how many helicopters, how many helos, how many sorties we need to launch. You get everyone home. The possibility of leaving one American hiding in their closet with the Taliban banging on their door, kicking it in, while the U.S. completely evacuates, that is untenable. I will not accept that. No American president should ever accept that. And yet what we're hearing from his stooges, from Biden's stooges, because Biden hasn't talked to the press in six days, and he will not. He is too far gone to take questions from the press. The press are not pro-Biden right now. They are looking for blood. They are recognizing that none of this makes any freaking sense. As we just saw with that, with that four and a half, five minute response, the very simple question, what happens if Americans can't get to the airport? So no, of course, Biden isn't going to be, <clears throat> of course, Biden isn't going to get on camera. He doesn't have the ability to get on camera and answer these questions in a way that won't make it worse. And Kamala Harris won't get on. Kamala Harris made it quite simple. Mr. Producer, mark the time. You ain't pinning this on me. That was Kamala Harris's response when the Biden team told her to get on camera. Not pinning this stuff on me. Not going to happen. So yeah, no, what we're left with is we're left with Biden's, uh, I think I just said Obama accent. He's involved in this too. He's on the Kamala side, Biden's team. Um, <clears throat> what, what we're left with now are all of Biden's press secretaries. People who are very dumb. They're very good at not answering questions. Look at it that way. They're very good at avoiding questions. To be a press secretary, you have to be very good at avoiding a question. You never actually want press secretaries to give real answers because real answers are potentially damaging. Right? That's why they wouldn't say we're not going to get every American out. They'd say we're going to get as many out as we can, leaving open the door for an American being left behind and they can't be blamed. It's all about cover your, your behind, CYA. That's what all politics is about. No one's willing to step up there and say, listen, <clears throat> this, this sucks. This sucks. Yeah, it's a terrible. It shouldn't be like that. And we're going to do everything we can to get the American people out. That is what um, President Ford did after the fall of Saigon. We played a little bit of that yesterday. He gave a 35-minute press conference. He said, he said, yeah, mistakes have been made, but I want to look forward. I want to make sure we get everyone out, get everything done. I don't want to play the blame game. Let's move forward. You don't get that from Joe Biden. Joe Biden's playing the blame game. He's playing the blame game. Oh, it's 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 Biden's. It's uh, Trump's fault. Oh, it's the Afghan army's fault. Oh, it's uh, it's the Afghan people's fault. It's the Afghan government's fault. Oh, it's George W. Bush's fault. <clears throat> Notice he didn't mention Obama. It's everyone's fault but Biden. Dirty Avocado says Max is just making stuff up. What am I making up? Everything here has been sourced. Everything here is has been explained. Dirty avocado. Dirty avocado is just mad that we're calling out the calling out the bullshit. Dirty avocado wants to live in a world 
where Americans are left behind enemy lines. Make no mistake, this is what is happening. Americans are being left behind enemy lines. And when you hear from the Biden administration, they say they, they refer to them as people who have requested evacuation. Imagine, go back in time. Go back in time, what is it now, 80 some odd years? Go back in time, 80 some odd years. And imagine that <clears throat> you are responding to the Nazi invasion of Poland. And you are running an operation to get the Jews out of the country so they won't be exterminated. Imagine if you referred to it as, oh, we have reached out and we have heard from some Jews who want to be rescued. Oh, that's not how this works. It's a death sentence. It's a death sentence. When Americans are behind enemy lines, you don't let them stay. And that's very common. That's very common in the military. When they go into conflict areas and you have NGOs or you have nonprofits or you have Doctors Without Borders, whatever, it is very common for Americans to be removed, sometimes against their will. Because as, as open and as giving as they are, it is idiotic to leave them behind an area that's about to be carpet bombed, right? So this whole thing, well, well we're, we're going to take away whoever wants to leave. Everyone wants to leave. And if they don't currently want to leave, they just haven't realized it yet. You get everyone out. You get everyone out. They're saying thoroughly modern Millie is apparently speaking live on, on television now. <clears throat> I've already seen that, that Broadway musical. Uh, I'll wait for the clips later from Mark Millie. Remember, he's the one who trained. He's the one who trained the Afghan army. Um, not... <laughs> Not a really good day for him. So we have a caller. We have Rick who wants to talk about the administration just being an F up from the start. Rick, welcome to the show. Thanks, Max. I appreciate your time. Hey, so what's I, up? I've been, what I'm, I'm 55 years old. I'm an honorably discharged vet. I've seen... Republicans, I've seen Democrats. I voted for Obama twice. Don't shoot me. I was ignorant of my own decisions. This administration is almost purely focused on demoralizing the American public. They're demoralizing our military. They're doing things in combat situations that no military officer would ever allow to happen. And then they're trying to tell us it's for our own good. I mean, I remember the 81 Olympics. Everybody got behind the hockey team. That was the greatest Olympic moment of my life. Yeah. And it was almost like the administration made sure this Olympics couldn't have been used for anything positive. It's it just yeah. demoralizing to see how they're intentionally trying to run our country into the ground. And it's, it's oh, no. not like they don't You're care. Right. It's like it's intentional. You're absolutely Nobody right. Nobody could have screwed it's... up. Nobody could have screwed up the pullout of Afghanistan this badly unless it was on purpose. Yeah, and, and, and this is something, we've all known that they hate America. We've all known that they hate the flag, they hate what the flag stands for, they hate Americanism. We've known that the left hates Americanism, right? It's not conservatives who go out and burn the American flag. It's not conservatives who, who teach kids to hate America. We know that that's what the left has believed, but we never knew that they hated America so much that they would actually be open to the idea of leaving Americans behind, behind enemy lines in a war zone. 
I mean, no, that's number one first priority. Everybody that yes. goes comes home. Yes, always. I, and if you're in the military, you understand, you understand that you might not come home, but you will make sure that all the unarmed civilians and the analysts, they get home, right? That The military is there to protect the unarmed people, to defend the retreat, right? So the military understands, hey, it's I might absolutely. not make it back. And, and they all understand that going in. But what you had with Biden is he pulled the military out first. They were gone. So there was no one left to defend their, the retreat. It, That's why I'm it's saying so it's young. intentional. There's no yeah. way this was an honest mistake. This was not just an error. This was intentional. This is subversion at work at best and treason at worst. Yeah. No, I, I, I it's really hard to give someone the benefit of the doubt when this has just been bungled so bad. It, it, and, and here's the other thing, like in Vietnam, Vietnam, the history books have written that Vietnam largely, the Vietnam War was lost because the higher ups did not want to win it. They did not want to let the war be won. They didn't want to go total war. They didn't want to actually win the war. They were, they basically tied, tied one arm behind each soldier's back, right? That, that's pretty much how history has been written. History, history is going to is going to study the Afghanistan war in the very same way. It could have been won. There's no one out there saying that the United States cannot win a war anymore. We absolutely could. But I, we showed it yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. The jumping jacks trying to teach Afghan yeah, soldiers jumping it. jacks. And it, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. That is what listen in in Vietnam, military advisors were actually teaching them how to fight. Right. You had the French first, then you had the American military advisors. Then we had a full invasion. Right. The military advisors were actually teaching them how to fight before they could teach the Afghans how to fight. They had to teach them how to do jumping jacks. And they didn't even teach them that. <clears throat> they didn't want they didn't want to win. No. This they didn't. We should never go to war over hearts and minds. We should go to war no. to cover our ass. That's the only yeah. reason. And if you go into it with the idea that you're going to be some kind of socialist, light, whatever, that you're going to do community service then send in the you know the community service people don't send in the military send send in the red cross send in the red crescent because the red cross can't operate in afghanistan that's a big no-no the muslim version uh, is the red crescent but you're absolutely right this this was not just a mistake this was intentional this was to make us look as bad as possible on the world stage and to weaken us defensively on every front not just in afghanistan oh yeah no i mean i mean you, you looked at you look at what happened and listen empires go when they go into afghanistan and that's when the empires fall right throughout history uh you look it wasn't napoleon there at one point um not napoleon there were, there were other other conquerors there the russians were in there very infamously in the 1980s um they left with their tail between their legs and that defeat of the russians Helped spiral out of like it, it, they just the, the USSR got defeated by a bunch of goat herders, right? It was, no one thought it was possible, and that was one of the contributing factors to the collapse of the Soviet Union. And yet we do the same thing. We make we make the same mistakes of going in and thinking we can occupy a people that don't want to be occupied. Except unlike the Russians, the Russians actually got everyone out. Joe Biden, for for all for all the talk of Biden being a socialist. <laughs> even the socialists got everyone out even the communists got everyone out give me one final word before we let you go yeah my only final word would be i think that everybody on this 
in this country that gives a damn about this country should vehemently, respectfully, but loudly contact the representatives and tell them just how unacceptable this is. Because I don't care what the idiots in Congress are doing or the Senate. It's coming down to local levels. If if we can get our city and our mayors and everybody in our local uh, elected officials to start writing letters, maybe they'll listen to them because they sure as hell aren't listening to their citizens. And constituents is just another term for peasant at this point. That's absolutely true. Well, well, thank you so much for the call, Rick. I really do appreciate it. Have a good rest of your day. All right, Max. Thanks for keeping it honest and exposing <laughs> some facts because we sure ain't um, getting it on the news. We're not, and we're not getting it from Biden, that's for sure. Thank you so much for the call. Our number, 888-441-1121, if you want to call in and opine. Still leaving the door open. You don't have to be an Afghan war vet. You don't have to be a family of, of a vet. Um, this is hitting all of us. I mean... It's hitting all of us in different ways. Um, so if you want to call in, 888-441-1121. Bendy says that he just got shot a hog. He's got to run because he has work to do. Good job, Bendy. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that people were hog hunting while listening to the show, but that's fun. I wish I was out doing that. I wish I was shooting some hogs. <clears throat> so lots of other bits of this. Lots of other bits of this. And and this is where, yes, Rick the caller, absolutely right. It had to have been intentional. You don't do this. You don't withdraw in this way without understanding that there are going to be consequences and that this is what it will look like. The same is true when you release terrorists from Guantanamo Bay. Go ahead, put up my screen, Mr. Producer. This is the New York Post, I believe today, yesterday. Yesterday's New York Post. If we put up my screen. Yesterday's New York Post um, title is Blowback. Blowback, top Taliban is terrorist. Obama let go from Gitmo. So it's kind of fluid, as that press secretary would say. It's a very fluid and dynamic situation. We don't quite know who the top guy in Afghanistan is yet. <laughs> I mean, we have, we have ideas, right? We have ideas. We know who it probably is. But ultimately, they're going to fight amongst themselves for who gets to wear the crown. What we do know, though, <clears throat> is pretty much all of the people who are going to be fighting amongst themselves over who can get the crown, almost all of them have already been released from Gitmo. So they wouldn't be there to fight over the crown. They wouldn't be there to topple Afghanistan if Obama hadn't let them go. Jen Psaki was asked about this. She didn't want to answer it. Let's play cut number 13. Just to follow up on, on this, obviously getting them through and getting them to the airport is the challenge, as everyone else here has noted. Um, but the administration is left to negotiate with the Taliban, including uh, one of the commandos who was released from Guantanamo Bay as part of the Bo Bergdahl prisoner swap when President Biden was vice president. How does he feel about that? Does he have any regrets? And, and how is how's he digesting that? Well, first, I would note that um, one, I'd go point to the Department of uh, the uh, Intelligence Community to assess the identity of the individual. I know there's been reporting on it, but that's not my position to do from here. I would also note that in prior uh, negotiations and commitments made during the Trump administration, there were thousands of individuals who were released. Um, So uh, our focus right now is on, again, not taking the Taliban's word for it. Uh, We are assessing, we are closely watching, and we are being very clear about the capacities and the capabilities we have at hand should they be needed. Of course, that's not our objective. So what does Biden think about the fact 
that he was vice president when his president released the new Taliban leader from Gitmo. And her answer answer was, well, don't you know that Trump released thousands of prisoners too? Yeah, but none of them are now claiming the throne of Afghanistan, right? No, none of them just are about to create a caliphate. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there were some bad dudes that got released too. Though that pales in comparison to the number of fighters who were just released this past week when the Afghan military and the Afghan prison guards walked off the job and the Taliban freed them, right? But this is the, oh, what about Trump? What about Trump? No, cut the crap with the whataboutism. The new leader of Afghanistan is going to be someone that Obama released from Gitmo. And I like doing this. I want to do this more. Go ahead to my screen, Mr. Producer. This is a Conservative Daily article. <laughs> June 14th, 2015, Obama starts releasing more terrorists from Guantanamo. Just this week, six more terrorists were sent home, not to another maximum security prison, but to a third world prison, which will nearly, which nearly guarantees escape. Huh. Sounds like we were right. Sounds like I was right. I'm going to take that down. I'm not going to toot my own horn, but it was all predictable. We knew this was going to happen. No one's surprised. When you release the Taliban extremists from Guantanamo, yes, they will take back the country. Yes, they will kill people in the streets. Yes, they will reinstall a caliphate. That's what they were <laughs> imprisoned for in the first place. Pretty incredible stuff. So... <laughs> We're going to jump ahead to cut 15, and this is a cut where the Pentagon spokesperson is asked about those people who, who were clinging to the plane and died. And they won't even give a straight answer on that. They won't even give a straight answer on whether or not human remains were found in the landing gear of a plane. They just won't give answers on anything. Let's play cut number 15. On a C-17 flying out. Uh, and you, you also took a question this morning in your first briefing and said you'd try to get back to us on it. There appeared to be two people that fell from that aircraft, likely to their death. Can you confirm those things? Thank you. Uh, on the uh, on the that video footage that I know we've all seen of uh, of something falling off, off the wing, I, I don't have uh, an update for you in terms of. Uh, specific validity of that we're obviously uh just as interested in you and in, in learning more about uh what what happened there interested in learning whether afghans fell to their death but i can't confirm it at this point no we can confirm it we saw the picture of them dangling on takeoff we saw the the photos of them falling from th thousands of feet in the air it is confirmable you just don't want to say something that can get the administration in trouble they're playing politics it's all about politics, 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 politics. Oh, is this going to hurt us politically? Oh, then we don't tell the truth. Is this going to help us? Oh, then we lie. It's all about plain politics. How about we just have someone who's just going to tell it to, to us straight? Say, yes, yes, um, human remains were discovered inside the landing gear. And yes, we do believe that those were humans falling from the plane who had attempted to hold on to the C-17, the C-130 and fly away with us. Yes, we believe those were humans. It's a very simple answer. It's very simple. It's the truth. You know that they know it. You know that they know it. They just won't tell it because it's bad. That would look very badly. That would make Joe Biden look very bad.
really is incredible. Hillary, uh, sorry, not, Nancy Pelosi, though, is happy as a clam. Nancy Pelosi believes that Joe Biden is knocking this out of the park. Nancy Pelosi says that Joe Biden has taken strong action and she applauds him for it. By the way, that strong action is removing the military before you take the civilians out so that there's no military there left to defend the retreat. And then recognizing you just made a huge mistake, you send more military back in, but you don't let them leave the airport. So all those civilians are stuck in their home. And they can't get to the airport because the Taliban's beating everyone with sticks and shooting them if they try. That's what Nancy Pelosi is proud of. Let's go to, ahead to cut number 17. This is Nancy Pelosi saying how proud she is of Joe Biden. Cut 17. The big question right now, should the Biden administration have had a stronger U.S. military presence for the transition? Well, first may I just say that I commend the president for the action that he took. It was strong, it was decisive, and it was the right thing to do. We should have been out of Afghanistan a while back. Uh, but now we are, unfortunately, uh, one of the possibilities was that it would be a dis uh, in disarray as it is. But that has to be corrected. And it is my understanding from the assurances we have received uh, that the um, military will be there negotiating with the Taliban for the safe exit of American citizens and friends, people who have helped us, our allies there. And people work in the nonprofit sector, but also not just U.S. NGOs, but those who have worked in Afghan uh, uh, NGOs as well, who would be targets. And those people. What? Play that again. I want to hear the first part again. I want to make sure I heard it right. Play that clip again. I want to hear the first part again. The big question right now, should the Biden administration have had a stronger U.S. military presence for the transition? Well, first may I just say that I commend the president for the action that he took. It was strong, it was decisive, and it was the right thing to do. We should have been out of Afghanistan a while back. Uh All right, Ms. Buser, mark the time. What the f*** is she talking about? I don't like to curse. It's a family show. I don't like to do that. But mark the time again. What the f*** is she talking about? Strong and decisive action? That, that literally is not true. It's not. He was sleeping, hiding in Camp David. He hasn't spoken to a single world leader since Afghanistan fell. Not my words. That's straight from his administration and a confession from his national security advisor. The president has not spoken to a single world leader since Afghanistan fell. He might have. He might have gotten in a call now with one. Now that, that headlines got out there. But we talked about yesterday. Justin Trudeau had to call Hillary Clinton because no one from the White House would pick up his damn call. What the hell is Nancy Pelosi talking about? Strong and decisive. This is what I'm talking about. It's freaking politics. She's a Democrat, Speaker of the House. Defend the Democrat. Get on TV. She is just not wired in a capacity that she could say anything negative about the president. Meanwhile, backtrack a couple years. That's all you got from Republicans when Trump was in office. Trump did something slightly wrong. And you had George W. Bush release a letter. I condemn it. I condemn it. The Bushes released a letter, didn't condemn Biden. They didn't condemn Biden. I mean, that's George W. Bush's legacy. Every time Donald Trump did anything, the, the George W. Bush uh, office released a scathing letter. Scathing. Joe Biden just basically destroyed everything George W. Bush worked for in Afghanistan. Nope. They say, oh, it's a shame. It's a shame that this happened. It's a shame. 
Nancy Pelosi is the same way. She is not wired, is not possible for her to speak the truth if that truth makes a Democrat look bad. She just won't do it. So she gets on camera and she says, I'm proud of his strong and decisive action. President Applesauce has been sleeping for six days. They trotted him out to give a speech. He left without taking a single question, got back at Marine One, flew back to Camp David. The next day, came back to the White House. What does that even mean? Why is he going back and forth, back and forth? It makes no sense. It's incredible. It really is incredible. But that's, that's, what, that's what the Democrats are. That's what the Democrats are. So th this is... So you know Joe Scarborough, Morning Joe? He's technically a Republican, but he's basically become a Democrat. This was actually a little refreshing. It was a little refreshing because he was being honest for a moment. He's being honest and actually admitting that this is very bad for Democrats. I'm gonna play this clip in a second. Before I do, I have to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network. Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you should you ever need to be medevaced by helicopter to a hospital during a medical emergency. Trust me, you would much rather prefer Air Med Care Network than the Biden administration if you're looking for a helicopter flight in an emergency. Air Med Care Network will not let you down. It costs upwards of 60 grand to be flown to a helicopter by flown to a hospital by helicopter. No one should have to worry about money and that's why Air Med Care Network their plan started just $85 for one year. It's less if you're a senior citizen. It works out to be less if you buy two or five three or five years at a time. And as long as you have Air Med Care Network, and you're flown by an AMC provider, you won't pay one cent for that medical transport. And oh, it gets even better if you sign up using the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. And then you use promo code daily. They're going to give you up to $50 back in an e-gift card, depending on how many years you sign up for. So if you sign up for one, it's a little bit less. If you sign up for five, you get the full 50 bucks. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. So I want to play this clip. Because this is actually honest. Yes, Scarborough says he's a Republican, but he, he brings it all together and he talks about what the new campaign ads are going to be like after this. Ms. Bruce, let's play cut number 14. Let's talk about uh, the mess right now that I think the Democrats are facing. Uh, and it's so early. I mean, really, we have a year and a half until the election. Uh, but. Uh, if Democrats want to know what they're going to be facing, I let, let's talk about it right now. Because if I were a Republican running, I would say Democrats can't protect us across the world. Democrats can't protect our street. And Democrats can't protect us at the border. There is. We don't talk about it enough. Uh, there is a massive border crisis on the southern border right now. Uh, and if Democrats don't want to talk about it, that's fine. Uh, it will find them uh, over the next uh, 16 months uh, politically. Uh, and then there's this chaos in Afghanistan. And we've talked about crime, uh, which, of course, I had people telling me for a year, oh, it's just an exaggeration, law and order, racist, bigoted, whatever. Eric Adams runs on protecting streets and police reform. He wins the Bronx. He wins Queens, he wins, well, Staten Island, uh, and he wins Brooklyn. He wins everything except for the, the, the sort of wealthier parts of Manhattan. 
Democrats have to understand this is coming. And I don't know where mission control is on the Democratic side. Uh, but somebody, Donnie, needs to get that and they need to start responding. So understand that honesty was from the position that he wants the Democrats to respond so they, they can get out in front of it. Right. So he's not truly being honest that Democrats should be removed. He was presenting that from a position of, oh, this is what it's going to be. They need to get out in front of this, as opposed to ad admit that this is what it is and just don't even run for office. That would be obviously a very good, a very good uh, campaign ad. <clears throat> I frankly think this should run as a campaign ad. I don't know who made this, but it is overlaying Joe Biden's speeches on top of the video we're getting from Afghanistan. All of the promises that Joe Biden made that he would not conduct a hasty exit, that we'd never leave anyone behind. I think this should be running on every single television around the country. Let's play this, Mr. Producer. This is cut number 16. We'll not conduct a hasty rush to the exit. We'll do it. We'll do it responsibly, deliberately and safely. We'll do it responsibly, deliberately and safely. We'll do it responsibly, deliberately and safely. Is a Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. Do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling... None whatsoever. Zero. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. It is not at all comfortable. Likelihood there's going to be... Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. Ben, don't you bear some responsibility for the outcome if the Taliban ends up back in control and women end up losing the rights? No, I don't. Do I bear responsibility? Zero responsibility. Zero responsibility. That should be the ad. Zero responsibility. I don't even know if that's an ad. That's just someone who who so fed up went into Windows Movie Maker or Adobe Premiere, or whatever software they used, and just said, "Hey, he's full of crap. Let's let's produce that." So we'll post that on our Facebook page um, as a standalone video after we get done with this, so people can share it because that is uh, <laughs> it's powerful. It's powerful when you see just how wrong he was, just how big of a liar he was. It's just not true. None of it's true. None of any of this has been true. He knew this was going to happen. They, they were reporting it to him. Like we talked about the presidential schedule yesterday. He did nothing yesterday, but received the presidential daily brief. That is the, usually it's one to two pages. Sometimes it's more, but they try and keep it concise. One to two pages of the big intelligence assessments that the president needs to see that day. Obviously, if big things come up, then they have presentations, but usually it's just a one or two pager. Joe Biden saw that for weeks, allegedly, according to his schedule, and still says, oh, no, we're doing this great. Oh, no, there's no reason. There's no reason to doubt this. Ah, I, I made the right decision. Nancy Pelosi said, oh, it's strong and decisive. Well, load of crap. Load of crap. And, and that's what pisses me off, <clears throat> because it's the politics of it. I said before in the show, it's the politics of it. They are playing politics with American lives. They do it all the time. They, they blame Benghazi on a YouTube video, right? I mean, they do it all the time. They are more than willing, the left, 
Democrats, Democrat politicians, are more than willing to leave Americans behind if it means advancing their own political narrative, their own political agenda, their own political career. Hillary Clinton abandoned them in Benghazi because she had higher aspirations. She doesn't want to be dragged in that. Just like Kamala Harris, you're not going to pin this stuff on me. No, she wants to be president someday. You're not going to be president someday if you are out on camera explaining why Kabul just collapsed. She's not dumb. But that's all the Democrats care about. And meanwhile, you see Trump on Hannity. We played it in the first hour. He's talking a hell of a lot more than Joe Biden did. No script, no teleprompter. Just answering the questions. Saying, yeah, I, t- I talked to Taliban leaders. The left told me not to. But we were trying to, we were trying to leave with a plan. And I told them, if, 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 if you F with us, I'm going to bomb your ancestral village. You don't get that from Joe Biden. You, you know, Joe Biden in his speech not once condemned the Taliban. Not once. It was just today that the Biden administration froze the Taliban's funds and assets that are in American banks. Just today. They've had access to these funds for days. But just today did Joe Biden freeze the funds. And knowing the left, they'll probably give it back. And they'll probably give it back in cold, hard cash on one of those C-17 cargo planes that just left. They'll fly back the cash to them. Unbelievable. We have another caller on. We have Mark wants to talk about the transition of power and how awful this is. Mark, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for taking my call, Max. First time uh, caller. Um, I just wanted to oh, well, talk you. about the current uh, resistance, the resistance movement from the Northern Alliance in the Eastern uh, region. Um, and it's currently growing uh, in, in, sh- in size, um, uh, just like the uh, shit in your pants, right? That's fun. So, so let me, let me ask you this. Why keep on? Why did you feel the need to call in like this? Well, cause, uh, you know, you, you seem, uh, primed for pranking. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to understand why you believe it's worth your time to take the time out to say something like that. I, I, I don't feel pranked for well, per, personally. I, I, I feel bad for you. I, I pity someone who would actually take the time out of the day. Cause clearly you're not working. I feel bad for you. Why you would why you would do this? Like Afghanistan's collapsing. Well, we're talking. This shows about this shows about forty thousand Americans being left behind enemy lines under Taliban control, and you're talking about me crapping my pants like like you made a big joke. What what's your deal? Well, that's uh, that's not the case, uh, sir. That's not the case. Oh, so you have more intelligence than we do? Okay, you have more intelligence than Biden does. Well, that's not hard to do, <laughs> right? A rock would be more intelligent than your president. So, so how many Americans are behind enemy lines right now? Why are your eyes so big? Huh, I, I'm, uh, I'm trying to understand why you're calling in. And I open my eyes so people can see my eyes. The, eyeways, the eyes are the gateway to the soul, which is probably why you keep your eyes closed, because you don't want people to see that you are you quite a literally a soulless leftist heathen. What? No, I don't drink you coffee. coffee this morning? I, I don't drink coffee. Because oh, your, your pupils are very dilated. That's fun. I, I also have... A bunch of these studio lights all pointed into my eyes, so a lot of bright lights around me. But yeah, that's fun. So, so you took uh, this time you out of your day to talk about my pupils? Excuse me. Uh, yeah. No, I I didn't hear that. What what did you say? Uh, what sports team are you a fan of? <laughs> Dude, we're, this show is about the collapse of a country and Americans being left to die. I mean, you realize that. 
whether you want to say it's 10,000 Americans or 40,000 Americans, you realize that there among them are women, women that will probably be murdered. Do you know, do you know how the Taliban kills women? Do you know how they do it? They stone them to death. Has anyone ever thrown a rock at you? Yeah, it, it hurts. Now imagine an entire village throwing a rock at you. Now imagine a woman being buried underground with just her neck above the ground and the entire village throws a rock at them until there's no longer a head there. So that's what we're talking on this show. You called in because you, oh, we're going to be funny. Oh, he crapped his pants. I mean, you are the most pathetic excuse for a leftist I've ever heard of. This is pathetic. This is absolutely pathetic. But I'm glad you called in. I'm glad you called in because it really does show what we're dealing with. The rest of us, we're, we understand what's going on. You're, you're President Applesauce. He's sleeping the day away. And instead of you actually caring about your fellow Americans, you're calling into the show with a, with a little quirky one-liner, like, oh, yeah, the Northern Alliance is growing just like the crap in your pants. And you think that anyone gives a shit? I, 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 I pity you. Quite frankly, I really do pity you. Because anyone who is so worthless that this is the highlight of their day, I truly feel bad for you. And actually, I also feel bad because we have real callers who want to call in and are going to actually explain something. We have vets who want to call in who lost buddies in Afghanistan and are now seeing everything they worked for collapsing around them. But thank goodness you got in to talk about me crapping my pants. Oh, thank yeah, goodness. you're a real tough guy. Yeah, real tough guy. I'm not a tough guy. I'm not, I'm not a real tough guy. But I'll tell you what, I can run laps around you mentally, you little mental midget. Thanks for your call. Really do appreciate it. I'm glad we kept him on. I'm glad we kept him on. How pathetic do you have to be as a human being? What this is this is not like a this is not like like a, a political show. This isn't about politics. This is about Americans being left behind, and we're playing clip after clip after clip after clip of the Biden administration saying, "Yo, we we can't commit to getting them all home." And this guy, almost like it's the Howard Stern show. Oh yeah, the nor uh, we should be really nervous about the Northern Alliance growing just like the crap in your pants. I mean, just imagine, imagine, if you want to call and troll us, fine. Usually producer Josh is on it, uh, which is fine. I, actually, I'm glad you let that one slip through, Josh. Usually, um, the, the trolls are a little bit better. But if you get through, you got to give me more than that. Like, Im imagine, just imagine for a second. Imagine for a second, you sit down, and you're like, I know, I'm, I'm going to troll him. It's going to be good. I'm going to make him look like a fool. I'm going to ruin his day. And you, and you think, think, think. This is a two-hour show. He's probably been watching for an hour and a half. I'm going to think, think, think. What can I say to ruin his day? What can I say to destroy this man who's speaking truth, but I don't want him to speak truth? What can I say? Oh, I'm going to say that he soiled himself. I'm going to talk about his, his pupils being dilated. I wear contact lenses. I have all these lights around me. Yeah, my pupils are often very strangely dilated. Oh, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna talk about how he crapped his pants. Okay. So it's like the modern embodiment of Beavis and Butthead. I'm glad we let that through. I'm glad. I'm sorry about that, buddy. I'm. No, it's okay. No, don't apologize. Don't apologize. But I was gonna let him. That's good. I was gonna let you play. Once I saw your eyes, I was like, here he goes. Well, I'm trying to understand the psyche of a person who does that. I'm trying to understand what makes a person like that. Like it, right now it's 247 central time, 347 Eastern time. There is not a time zone in this country where it's not business hours right now. I mean, right there, 
like we, we get a lot of people on their lunch break. We have people call in and say, hey, I just stepped out, but listen to you at work, wanted to call in. Imagine he can't be working. Like no boss is going to let him take off time for that. I don't know. I, I, I feel bad for him. I do. I, I pity leftists because what we say on the show a lot, ignorance is not a bad word. Ignorance is the absence of education. And that's something on this show we try to bring, try to bring a little education, right? A little education and try to do a deep dive into things. Try to tell you all about the Sykes-Picot agreement, about what actually created this nonsense in the Middle East. That caller was ignorant. But <laughs> what we saw from him is not a willingness to learn. It's not a willingness to have his mind changed. What we saw from him is willful ignorance, deliberate ignorance, happy idiot he's a happy idiot i enjoyed that if you have, if you have real call if you want to call in for real 888-441-1121 is our number you know what you know what that guy's like that guy's like this i'm just gonna save this towards the end save this to towards the end but this is probably i thought this was the stupidest thing i i would see all day that caller took the cake this is the second most stupid thing i've seen today this is Someone explaining about emoji pronouns. Yeah, that's a new thing on the left on the tr transgender movement. Emoji pronouns. So they're no, their pronouns are not he, him, her, they, there. They are now just using emojis, like those little smiley faces or the other animals or whatever, using emojis as pronouns. So I, I thought this was going to be, I was saving this for like the stupid liberal of the day. That caller takes that cake, but I still want to play this. Mr. Producer, Play cut 19, and I apologize, everyone. This is very stupid. Hello, I'm Blue of Trans Education, and I'm here to talk about emoji pronouns. Emoji pronouns is when somebody uses one or more emojis as a pronoun. These are meant for strictly online use, as you can probably imagine. With the increasingly online world, this makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Imagine, imagine just be like, oh yeah, my, my pronoun is exclamation point emoji and like when you refer to me i want you to use emojis that's my pronoun i don't even know what's going on with the cat makeup lots of weird crap going on there don't know what to really make of that but um leftist uh tiktok I, th there's a there's a twitter handle let me see if i can find it um uh liberals on tiktok liberal tiktok um they basically find all of the all of the crazy liberal nonsense on TikTok, and then they post it. Um, so I thought that was going to be the dumbest thing we see from a liberal today. Unfortunately, that caller took the cake. Um, the second most cringy, uh, this will be the third most cringy liberal video. Um, for whatever reason, Chuck Schumer decided to rap. I mean, we have the fall of Afghanistan around us, and this is what Chuck Schumer is doing with his time. Mr. Producer, play cut number 18. Come on, y'all, come on, come on! Hey, Chuck, do you know how to, you got the ball, Chuck? We got the music, we got it all. We are the Browns. How's everybody feeling? <laughs> well, I mean, when you're an entrenched Democrat in a blue state, you can do that and it will not hurt you because everyone there is going to vote for you anyway. As long as you have a pulse, they'll vote for you if you're a Democrat. Crazy. 
crazy stuff. And just to, just to round this out, just to round this out, because I want to make sure I, I use everything that I prepared for today. There's been lots of talk about getting the, the SIV, the, the special immigrant visas. Those are people who are leaving Afghanistan and aren't able to wait months for their visa to clear. They need out now because if they don't, they're going to get murdered. And it, there's a legitimacy to that. We need to get as many of them out after we get the Americans out, right? We need to get as many of these allies out of Afghanistan as we can. The problem is in that process, in between when they are loaded onto the C-17 cargo plane and when they are brought to Fort Bliss here in Texas or some of the other military bases that they're being brought to around the country, there's not a whole lot of vetting. And even if the American government does vet them, how is that going to work? We've talked with a couple of guests on the show about um, vetting at the border or vetting Syrian refugees in, in Afghanistan. Those offices, government offices, are now controlled by the Taliban. So in order to vet someone, you look at their identity documents. Hopefully they have them. And if they do have them, you call the home country, in this case Afghanistan, and you ask them to confirm basic details. Is this their name? Is this their address? Um, do they have a criminal record? The United States government, now the only way the United States government can keep you safe from these refugees, two ways. They either have a record on them already, or when they pick up the call phone and call the Taliban now occupying the office in Afghanistan, expecting the Taliban to tell them the truth and to give them truthful information, even if it digs this. Because remember, a lot of these buildings have been bombed to crap. So yes, we need to help as many people as possible, but we need to do it in a way that doesn't hurt the American people, because that would just be bad. Right? That, would, that would be very bad just to bring terrorists here. It's what, it's what Obama did with Syria. Number of attacks in the United States from people who came to this country as refugees. We need to do a better job of uh, we need to do a better job of policing that and making sure that we don't bring bad people here. Because if we don't, the consequences are disastrous. Put up image number. Th put up cut three. It's labeled as cut three, but it should be image three. That was my mistake. Put up cut three. A French court has sentenced. Uh, they made the mistake. Afghani. It's not Afghani. Afghani is the the currency. Have sentenced Afghan migrant Mohammed Rahman Arsala to a 15 years in prison for raping a 12-year-old boy. The pedophile's attorney blamed the crimes on his upbringing in Afghanistan, where it is customary for young boys to become sex slaves. That is true. That is a true practice. Anyone who's ever, if you haven't already, I highly recommend that you read The Kite Runner. It is a good book. It explains a little bit about this. It's a, it's a story from Afghanistan. Um, it, it, they talk about this. The term, if we put it on my screen, Mr. Producer, the term is called Baka Bazi. Oh, sorry, no, it's not Baka, Bacha. Put it on my screen if you can. <coughs> the term in Afghanistan is called Bacha. Can we put it up my screen? I know, I know it's we're, we're towards the end, but I want to show this to people. Here we go. Bacha Bazi. It literally translates to boy play. And it's the uh, it's the concept of older men taking young adolescent boys or or males or boys for called dancing boys. And basically, they make them their sex slaves. So this is a real practice. There's a term for it, bachabazi, literally boy play. That is something that in Afghanistan is very common. And it's not gay. They don't view that as homosexuality, right? The same person who stones a homosexual for violating the Quran doesn't feel that it's a problem to engage in bachabazi. They don't, they don't see that as in any way similar. It's two different things. It's not, it's not gay. It's not homosexual to have sex with, a, with a, a young boy, if you're a man. It's just boy play. 
I mean, it's sick, sick stuff. But I'm not saying that we're bringing over a bunch of a bunch of pedophiles in the United States. I don't think that's true. I, I think that um, probably some of them support this, but we don't know. We don't know, and that's 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 the real problem here. We don't know. It can't just be you work with the American government, so therefore you get into the country. Because as we said earlier, every week we're being met with more stories of Afghan soldiers, our supposed allies, shooting us, shooting our soldiers. So you can't just bring them here, right? I mean, <laughs> am I missing anything? We're seeing all these stories about Afghans just turning on Americans, and now those same Afghans are coming here. We're going to take one more caller before we, we, we end the show for the day. Um, we're going to take David. David wants to talk about how Biden's policies are the exact opposite of Trump. David, welcome to the show. Hey, Max. How are you doing? Uh, thanks. No, I, um, I was just thinking about that. Is I, I feel that we're going to continue seeing Biden fail um, as all his policies because what is he basically doing? He's doing the polar opposite of what Trump enacted. You know, it's 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 just it's just undoing his trying to undo his legacy. But as he fails one after another with the border, with Afghanistan, with immigration, with you know, you could go down the list. He's going to continue to fail because really that proves that Trump's policies were effective and and were yeah. were, were right on point on how to manage the the country. And and I uh, I used to use that I've used that word a lot failure failure failure. But to to mimic the caller earlier. To mimic the caller Rick earlier, I don't think it's failure. I don't think you can classify this as a failure when it's so predictable, right? It's not like, oh, we withdrew the military before the civilians. Uh, we failed. No, you knew they knew what was going to happen. They let it happen anyway, right? It's not a defect. It's yeah. not. It's not a flaw. It's a, it's a de design element, right? This is intentional. There are intentional elements to this. They know that when you stop constructing the border wall, people are going to flood across the border in those gaps. <clears throat> right. So I understand what you mean by failure. I'm having a harder time with calling this failure anymore because everything seems so very intentional. So is it, is it like sabotage? Or, or, I mean, are, are we to the point where where he doesn't care what the outcome is? It's just politics, regardless of human lives involved or, you know, if it's the wrong decision for America. I think it's pretty I think it's pretty fair to say that Joe Biden's administration are they're sabotaging our border, our immigration laws. Right. They're, they're using loopholes to let yeah. people into the country when they shouldn't be in, right? I think that's pretty obvious. I think, yeah, a, a lot of this is sabotage. Listen, you, you don't surround yourself with socialists. And then he, he can't mm -hmm. just surround himself with socialists because Joe Biden's not pulling the strings. He's not actually making decisions. He's making some of them, but he's not really oh, calling no. the shots. His, his socialists are, right? So you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. All of it's predictable, yeah. right? <laughs> Like this inflation didn't just come out of thin air. The inflation is what happens when you give out free money to people. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's not a flaw. It's a design feature. It's a feature. So yeah, I think some of it's sabotage. I thought, I think some of it is hating America. I think it's talked about it earlier. It's, it's hard to ignore. How do you love America yeah. and leave Americans behind? It's just hard. It's hard. It's hard. Uh, to it's, believe. It, I mean, the only thing that we, we're guaranteed that, that that is happening in the White House is elder abuse, because who's ever pulling yeah. the strings and, and and making Joe do do all these things? It, it's it's it, it could be considered elder abuse. Yeah, absolutely could. And and just to round this out, 
if you you remember, our embassy got taken over in Tehran under Jimmy Carter. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Carter launched a rescue operation. He did a rescue operation. He was going to go rescue the Americans that were held um, by the the Islamists. That rescue operation was an abysmal failure. The planes crashed. I think I think they crashed in a sandstorm. It it, it, it failed. But at least he tried, right? A failure. You can only call something a failure if you try. Like Joe Biden leaving Americans behind, it's not failure because he hasn't shown any willingness to go get them. The the troops are there, but they're being kept in the airport, right? So it, it things happen, things go sideways, and and when they do, it, it sometimes you can blame someone. Sometimes it's just hey, crap happens. Well, but with Biden, he's yeah, not even there's trying. There's a lot of innocent. Yeah, there's a lot of innocent lives that are being affected, man. And and all we can do is just pray for for the innocent lives yeah. and the Americans and even, you know, that are not American that are, you know, are, are, their lives might, might end because of, because of Biden's ineptitude. And, and that's, what's really sad that there, there are, there are lives ending. They are. I mean, we just, we just watched people getting curb stomped in Afghanistan. I hope yeah. they survive. But usually when you're getting curb stomped by a crowd of angry Islamists, you don't usually make it. Um, and that, that's the real thing. We, we've seen this so time and time again, Biden's policies, have real consequences. And the body count now associated with his policies, it's going up every day. And at some point, at some point we, we have to call it. At some point we have to call it. Maybe we shouldn't have a dementia, a dementia ridden fool lead, surrounded by socialists leading the country. Well, well, thank you, David, for your call. I really do appreciate it. Um, have a great appreciate rest of the day. Thank you for everything you do. You well, thank you. <clears throat> so as we wind down, um, very jam packed show. I get fired up about this because <laughs> I get really pissed when people play politics with Americans' lives. I really do. I get very pissed about it. And when I, I see lies, I hate lies. I hate falsehoods. I hate lapses and gaps in logic. I hate all of that because it's just so obvious. And I particularly hate when the media just ignores it. What is nice, it's refreshing this week, we played a couple clips of it, the media is not taking the BS. The media is not letting them say we're doing everything we can and simultaneously not commit to, to rescuing Americans. <clears throat> so we're going to keep covering this story as, as much as we need to. I know we've spent three days on Afghanistan, four days on three days on Afghanistan. It's probably the longest stretch of us covering three topics in a row since probably right after the election, covering the election. But uh, this is important because what we're watching in front of us, I pray is not the destruction of the American Republic. When you look through history, great empires fall when they lose wars like this, right? The Romans went into Gaul and they lost and all of a sudden, all of a sudden the uh, the savages are at the gates of Rome, sacking Rome. We, we mentioned earlier um, about the Russians going into Afghanistan, being beaten by a bunch of sh uh, goat herders. Napoleon invading Russia made a huge mistake, falling. Th this is a moment historically, that has resulted in the downfall of empires. Now, it didn't happen in Vietnam. Could have. Didn't happen. The problem is, now we're seeing our enemies take notice. Enemies realize that Joe Biden's not up to the task, and they're making moves. So we're going to keep covering this because we have to. And we are witnessing truly not failure. We are witnessing what happens when Joe Biden is allowed to implement his policies. And yeah, unfortunately, there is a body count associated with it. Going to mention everyone, we are running a fax blast today. Didn't have time to talk about it because there is so much going on. 
but I, I will post, I posted the link in Facebook, post it again in DLive. Tomorrow, the ATF is changing the rules on firearms. It's, it's very interesting. In Afghanistan, there is no plan for the U.S. military to stop the Taliban from getting machine guns. But in the United States, they're pushing through new gun control tomorrow. It's going to reclassify the definition of a firearm to include firearm parts. So they're changing an almost 60-year-old definition to force you to get a background check if you want to buy parts of a gun. Not a gun, parts. All because they want to create that gun registry. And they know they'll never be able to confiscate Americans' guns if there are guns out there they don't know about. Homemade guns. So they want to get ahead of that and they want to force people who make guns or repair guns or build guns to, to undergo background check because that is ultimately a form of a registry. But just a very interesting juxtaposition. <clears throat> Joe Biden's content with the Taliban having American machine guns, but he doesn't even want you to have a part of a firearm. So make sure you check out that fax blast we're running today. That's it for the show. If you like the show, make sure you follow us on, on DLive, on Facebook, um, Twitch, Clout Hub, all those places. We go live Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. If you like the, if you want to listen to the audio version of the podcast, you can find all those links in the description. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or Podbean. It's a mouthful, but pretty much everywhere you find um, podcasts, you can find us. Make sure you subscribe. That's how we, um, that's how we prove to advertisers that we're reaching people. Advertisers don't care about the video; they care about audio downloads. So even if you do watch us, please do also subscribe. Have it set set it up to auto download onto your phone, um, so we can prove those numbers. Really would appreciate. It. If you haven't already, text the word freedom to eight nine five one seven, and you'll get a text alert right before we go live, giving you the links for where you can find us. That way, if one of them goes dead, you'll know where else to find us. Uh, I think I hit everything. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.